Welcome back to RPG Talk, where we talk about people's D&D characters. Today with me is Logan, and we will be talking about Veet, the cleric of Kalemvor. Logan. Hey, I'm Logan. Uh, probably the most known character I played was Veet, uh, worshipper of the great traveler, or god of death, Kalemvor, who, look up, look him up, he's honestly amazing. Yeah, you, you're, you're pretty obsessive. Yeah. But before we get to Veet, we need to get to your first character, who... Yep. Was very short lived, but very memorable. Paleos. Yep, yep, Paleos. A high elf rogue. Didn't quite make it to the to the subclass part, but he was gonna be a swashbuckler. And uh for for uh, context, this is gonna cover uh the kind of player Logan is <laughs> by covering Paleos. So we're just gonna briefly cover him. We're not gonna go into an in depth mm-hmm. backstory or things like yeah. that. So what are some of the fond memories you have of Paleos? Because uh, I have one in mind, but I'll let you go first. Convincing a child to go into a sewer mission uh, so that if we had to flee, I would use the child as bait. That is exactly what it was. But it was more than that. You wanted to get revenge on this kid for selling you a shitty map at two gold pieces. Because you were conned. Now you got to respect the con. But, uh, but it was you tried to do an even longer con, which I think succeeded. Because your your did. con was to take the child under your wing, yep. train them, yep. and then leave them. Pretty much. Which is effectively what you did. But Without no, a doubt. Because you, you trained him for, what, a day? To, uh, a session. I don't know if it was a day or two days. To throw, to throw daggers. Yep. Then In you went salt. on a mission and died. Yep. And the only reason this child came under my wing is because he thought he was going to be paid for going into the sewer with us, and I couldn't foot that bill. No, no, you you immediately said, oh, my original plan was to leave him to die in the sewers. Yeah. Because he had, quote-unquote, wronged you. And you had actually (laughs) robbed other people. There was a bar fight going on. You were taking bets. (laughs) You took everyone's money who placed bets and left. I didn't leave. I went upstairs. You you didn't pay out. Nobody saw me go upstairs. I know. <laughs> if somebody would have came up there and knocked I would have paid him out. No, you wouldn't have. You jumped out the window. The door was locked. Yeah, so they'd break down the door, you'd have jumped out the window. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> you, can't, you can't twist the story around. You're not Peyton. <laughs> <laughs> All I can say is, like, just like the child, he never stated that he was using the child as bait. <laughs> no, it wasn't expressly said, so it's not a bad thing. Yeah, so, so it, was, it was never mentioned. Oh it was god. never gonna happen. Oh god. So, <laughs> Paleos, we go fight a manticore, uh, mm-hmm. we kill the manticore. Unfortunately, you were killed by its cobalt followers. Yep. Specifically the magic caster, who yep. had, like, in a, the odds were stacked. Like, it was impossible yeah. for what happened. It was, it shouldn't have happened statistically and yeah. dice rolls. If one thing would have changed, I would have survived. Yeah, but everything went wrong. All yep. the rolls went the wrong way, and you <laughs> yep. got killed. Yo. So then comes Veet. Veet Iron yeah. Fist, actually, is his Absolutely. last name. I just remembered that. Yeah. So describe Veet for us. Uh, Veet was a gruff character. He, he One of his favorite sayings was... If it's your time, it's your time. And uh, if he saved your life, it wasn't your time yet. Yeah, that, that, was, that was a point of <laughs> great contention in the group. Yes, it was. Because you used that to justify doing anything. And being a grave cleric, 
he had this amazing ability. So he always had a war hammer, and on both faces of it was stamped the symbol of Kalimbor, which is like a skeletal arm holding a scale. And uh, somebody, say you had like two hit points left, I would just club you with it so I could heal you for max potential heals, which in the end would get you more than what you had. Also a point of great contention in the group, because you wouldn't heal us until we were knocked down. Did you die? Some of us did. Not when I was there. Yeah, that's very true. So, what race and class specifically was he? He was a Hildwarf Grave Cleric. Uh, initially, I was looking at it from a number perspective, but as I played him, it just felt absolutely right. Still by far one of my favorite classes and races. Yeah. What was Veet's backstory? Like, what was his motivations for, you know, specifically being uh, a follower of Kalemvor? Because mm -hmm. traditionally in this world... Uh, grave clerics or you know gods of death while worshipped by pretty much everyone they're not as devoutly followed as you mm -hmm. so his reason for following Kalenvor specifically just all falls uh, hard in line with just one I only ever really came up with one story for his backstory uh, essentially summarizing it his so he was a, a smith actually uh, I never really got into details of the town or anything like that. He had married a, a, another beautiful smith from like a silversmith family. They had a child. Uh, she, his, his child wanted to be an adventurer, which he thought was a foolhardy endeavor. She was going to die, blah, 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 blah. So he was, he, he was against it. Well, she wound up sneaking off doing it anyways, and uh, he chased after her and found her dead in a cave somewhere. And like that completely destroyed him. Much like I think is a fairly reasonable response, he turned to alcohol. His wife wound up leaving because booze, and uh, like he just fell to absolute ruins before finding Kalembor, and then just kind of turned into a journey of himself. Now I don't know if you planned it this way, uh, but uh, Veet's daughter and Paleos died in very similar ways, apparently. Yes, they did in a cave. <laughs> I did not realize it until just now, actually. <laughs> oh, really? that wasn't yeah, intentional. That was not intentional. Oh, wow. God, no, no, that. That <laughs> sometimes it just works out. Oh God, caves are I, pretty common, you know. Thinking back to Paleos, <laughs> we should really try and keep on beat. Was <laughs> I just can't help but think when you and uh, another player's character interrogated a cobalt, and <laughs> no. I'm pretty yeah, that was pretty. We're not going to get into detail because it was it yeah. was not, it is not appropriate. <laughs> it, it, it would be, it would get you canceled. It probably get me canceled. It probably would, but so V. How did Veet come to join the current party? Was he told by uh, the Kalembor? Did he just stumble yeah. upon them? Essentially, uh, other members of the church had sent him to Lalas. Uh, the, there was just uh, something about demonic doings and going-ons there that okay. he was sent there to investigate. Where he encountered the party, I believe it was at night. You guys were fighting something down by the docks. Yes, uh, the, they were tritons. That's right, the Tritons. And then uh, that's how he came in, into play. Uh, he was just he was just investigating through the night, just trying to find whatever lead he could when he encountered you guys. When he encountered you guys there, uh, he helped you all out there, figured you guys needed a hand, and as it just progressed, kind of came to be that we were both, might as well have been working on the same things. Yeah. Everything, everything that was going on in that town was like all together. The Tritons being uh, of the dark essence, because uh, Tritons are merfolk that have been corrupted by some kind of darkness, so that yeah. played an effect on it. 
and we can even go further back to where before Paleos had died, the one sewer mission we had done, the spiders that were in the sewer, I don't think we yeah. ever quite got closure on that, but it was something no. that's not native to the region. No, no, and we can we can get on that later about yeah. why these certain things happen when we get to the key pivotal points. <laughs> so yeah. Yep. And you met you met a group of player a group mm -hmm. of characters. There were two barbarian twin brothers. Bebop and Rocksteady. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I played Rocksteady. Uh, there was the Ranger Crichton, mm -hmm. played by Crichton. Yep. Yep. And then there was Was Envy there at that time? Nope. No. There was Derek's character, but I can't remember his first character's name. He was a fighter. A soldier specifically. Oh, that that guy. Yeah. It was a... Uh... Uh, yeah, I can't. Another short-lived character. He died yes, like yes. Well, he sessions. he died because of his own choices. That is something we will also cover. Yeah. So there's some goings on within the town. You solve some of those problems, and then mm -hmm. we're told, "Hey, go to the fort that we lost because yep. orcs had taken it over." Mm -hmm. So we go. Mm -hmm. We find out. Oh, the orcs have a leader. Bebop and Rocksteady, having been humans raised by an orc do a traditional orc scene to get an audience with the leader mm -hmm. and we find out it is a demon granting deals yep so that was the big influence that's called Tavit specifically absolutely it was and uh we didn't know this at the time we knew nothing about it so mm -hmm. it was just kind of there and this demon had this power to grant any deal for your soul you know absolutely uh, i don't know the mechanics behind it it's I believe it's something from, like, 3rd edition or something like that. It's from I older so. editions. It was that, uh... The Crux of Fate. Yeah, the Crux of Fate. And so, uh, another key thing that happened is Rocksteady sold his soul to, one, protect his friends and to get out of that camp alive. Mm -hmm. Because uh, they were guaranteed, Bebop and Rocksteady were guaranteed to die there unless something happened. Yeah. So we get out. What was it like? When did you realize he had lo he had sold his soul? Because it wasn't it wasn't obvious at first. He didn't have glowing eyes. He didn't have, like, yep. an aura around him. He just kind of kept it to himself for a few sessions, which could have been, like, weeks. Honestly, if memory serves, I don't think V... Like, V definitely incited in on you, because, uh, like, two dudes walking into a camp of orcs is unheard of. And, and you guys... Walked came, out. Yeah, walked out without killing anybody and without being killed is just not possible. So if he had, had suspicions that something happened, just had no inklings as to what it was. You didn't give him a chance to uh, look for any signs on you, namely looking into your eyes. Really, I think he just... I think he more so found out when you came uh, forth to the group and told everyone. Yeah. Uh, another thing, uh, making that deal uh, didn't turn the party against me, but it turned the guy playing my twin brother very against me. Yeah. Out of game. He was livid. Yeah. So he... <laughs> That, that's another great story. But. <laughs> so we get back to town. We actually mm -hmm. find out that the general of the town, who keeps the town safe from orcs, had also made a deal. Yep. A lot of people influenced, in, mm -hmm. influential people, had made deals. Some of them knowingly, others unknowingly. Like mm -hmm. the uh, the herb shop. Yep. You know, he you have to give up something important to you that's a material, mm -hmm. not material, but it's just something that's important to you, yeah. like your soul. He gave up a letter from his dead father just so he could have herbs to help people. Yep. He didn't know he was making a deal. Mm -hmm. I mean, he knew he was making a deal, but he didn't know it was a demonic deal. He didn't know at what cost. Yeah. And when did when did Veet start to piece it together? Oh, that's a good question. 
Ah. Uh, because it seemed like isolated incidents. Yeah. But when did it all... When did that web connect? When were you Charlie from Sunny Philadelphia going, it's all connected? So... The spider in the dun- in the sewers, Veet never really pieced that one together. Frankly, I don't think I, myself as a player, ever really pieced that one together even. <laughs> but the uh, the Tritons, the, uh, the ones that have been corrupted, he definitely... Uh, as soon as he had encountered them and knowing that they're dark beings, that was very much so pieced in well. The orcs taking the fort. The orcs taking the fort with the uh, the demon being the, the boss. Yep. Uh, encountering people of the town that had made deals, that their souls were gone. He never really knew what the purpose of the, uh, them taking the souls, at least not for the longest of times. Yeah, it just seemed like a demon thing. You know, yeah. like like a supernatural, from the show Supernatural. Yeah. Oh, you get a deal, I take your yep. soul, it's just currency. Yeah. You get a, a birthday present, I get your soul. Pretty good deal. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> that, is, that is the worst deal I've ever... <laughs> oh my god, Logan. It's, it's a really nice present. <laughs> we, we'll, we'll talk about bad deals when we get farther into Veet's story. And you know exactly what I'm talking about. No, that, no, no. That was an amazing deal. Do, we will get to it when we get to it. We will let viewers decide. That was a winning deal. I... Oh my... Okay, continuing. <laughs> I, I can't get stuck on this, I swear to God. Um... So, and then you found out the general had mm-hmm. had done it. So that that effectively locked you out of certain role play elements for the town in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe Derek's character sent because he was a not like a renowned soldier, but a soldier who had some sway. Yeah, he sent letter to his his superiors about what was going on. Mm-hmm. We went to negotiate with the general, my character, and Derek's. Yep, it was just um, you two. Yeah. I went to negotiate a deal to help stop uh, the demon. Mm-hmm. Uh, Derek, unfortunately, went to, for lack of a better term, big dick the general. Yeah. He he informed the general, well, the general was arresting us because we had done something that was an arrestable offense. Yep. Uh, we, quote unquote, made a deal with the demon. Yep. I immediately go, okay, I get handcuffed, I sit down. Mm-hmm. Derek's character picks a fight with the general. Mm-hmm. Five guys come in, guards, including the general, who's a high-level guy, yeah. comes in. They go to put manacles on him. Derek goes, they put manacles on me, I'm going to cut their hands off. Guard goes to it, Derek cuts this guy's hands off, and then the general proceeds to kill him. In like two rounds. Yes. Just butchers him. He's looking at me to do something. I'm already in manacles on the floor looking at this general with a flaming sword. Yeah. So we lost another character, which I'm assuming Veet chalked up to demonic influence as well. Yeah, demonic influence, and frankly, it was his time. Yeah. Veet also didn't like him, so. Yeah. So we had a whole other thing go on, and then we had uh, a session where we were resting for the big battle of orcs attacking the town camp. Yep. And that's where my character told everyone, hey, I made a deal, I saved everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people did not take it that way, which is fine. They took it as me just selling my soul, doing something stupid. Whereas yeah. I saw it as I sold my soul to keep my brother and being alive. Mm-hmm. And it also came with uh, a core ability that when other members of the party took a death save and failed, I failed the death save instead of them. Yeah, which was brutal. It was, it was really bad. <laughs> yeah, it was. Because I didn't even get a chance to save or anything. If they fail to save, I just automatically fail. No matter what you were doing. You could be full health, back home, I, sipping hot cocoa. I was in the middle of a fight, kicking ass, and then I dropped dead. Yep. So, 
what was what was your reaction to hearing that as as Veet? He was not a fan. He viewed it as a mistake, but he understood where you were coming from. He, okay. It was one of those things. You he understood you had to do it, otherwise bad things were going to happen right then. Unfortunately, it means bad things are going to happen later. It's just delaying the inevitable. Yeah. But it, it was one of those. He understood why you did it, even though he personally disagreed with it. Okay. And then, uh, we cannot gloss over this. Your religion checks that came to, this demon's name is Jarrell's. He told us his name. Yep. He's making deals that take souls, you know, and you go, you go, can I make a religion check? Yeah. DM goes, of course, make your roll. Absolutely. What did you roll? Natural 20. A natural 20. Every time. Every time. He made a religion check specifically on demons or soul deals or anything. Natural 20. So our DM, Rudy, had to basically pull Logan away from everyone else, give him a large expositional lore dump that he shouldn't have known otherwise. Yeah. Then Logan would come back. Don't take this the wrong way. You'd come back really smug. (laughs) Yeah. It was like the equivalent of him just handing me the uh, storyline. Yeah, exactly. Logan's character, V, knew everything that was going on. The only difference was uh, V didn't have the one, the party to help him implement a good plan. Because mm-hmm. we weren't high enough level and we were kind of chaotic at the time. Very much so. And V also didn't have the pole with the church or any yep. powerful allies to help him as well. So mm-hmm. V had all this knowledge. He knew what was going on. He knew how to stop it. He just couldn't do it. Yep. That must have been very vexing. It was infuriating. It's like it's like being handed the key to, to just the greatest treasure in the world, and you just get to sit there and hold it for Until <laughs> you're tall enough to reach the door. <laughs> Pretty much. So And it's like getting the key in the door, and then all of a sudden you don't have the strength to turn it. <laughs> oh, God. So, uh, were you there for the big battle? Yes. Yes, I was. I so, was there. Because Beat uh, gave a big speech right there before the battle. Oh, that's right. Uh, which, at the time, we didn't quite know this, but shortly after that, we found out that uh, the, the speech was also a mistake. Jarrell's could uh, essentially scry through all of the people who had made deals with him. Correct. He could, he see, could see through their eyes. And, yep. Uh, also, uh, so we start the big fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, the gates are closed. The walls are defended. But because Derek's character outed that he sent an important letter condemning this general effectively mm-hmm. sealing his fate the general decided to sell out the entire town yes he, he did he sent a bunch of guys off to die and mm-hmm. then he just opened the gates mm-hmm. and we fought a hard fight yeah that was brutal it was it was a one it wasn't a fight we were going to win well we might have won if the general helped yeah but he didn't help so we were fighting a losing fight Yep. The only goal was to get all the civilians and people we can into the wizard's tower that would then teleport everyone in the tower to a different town. Absolutely. So the goal was to save as many lives as possible. Mm-hmm. That's when we find out that, you know, uh, my demonic ability that I got happens because our gnome gets her ass beat. Shit. I go down. Poor lion. <laughs> I go down and start dying. No, actually, no, I did die. You had to, re- you had to revive me. I had to revive you, which I had to do it. Like the following in combat, turn. yeah, yeah. Ugh. Oh, that was not a good time. This sounds so, it sounds so chaotic thinking it, back on it. It was, and so you know, 
We we manage to stop the current fight. Everyone escapes. Mm-hmm. The big bad shows up. Jarrell's our ranger, because he's a ranger. Right? Yes. Shoots him with some unique character power uh, yep. that was just given to him then. Damages uh, Jarrell's, and he's all like, "What?" Mm-hmm. Taking a back play because it actually hurt. Uh, we end up leaving. Veet also threw a single vial of holy water at him before the rest of us fled into the tower and left as well. I, I remember that. <laughs> it did nothing. Did you did you miss your roll to hit him? I don't remember. I think you missed and you just threw it at him. That's probably what happened. <laughs> so remember, arrow went, like arrow went f- shot, threw holy water, turned and ran. I didn't even look back. Yeah. So we get to the town. We find out what's going on with me. We go to uh, a, a tavern where V tries something. What does he try? Uh, he tried to dispel the crux of fate deal that you had made. Yes. You tried a lesser restoration, I believe? Or was it a remove curse? I think it was remove curse. Because by that time we were, what, level four or five? Five. Remove yeah. curse is third level. Yeah, so level five. Yep. So he tried it. Did not work. Did it, in not. fact, just hurt a lot, and then my eyes permanently glowed with fire in them. Oh, that's right. It was permanent. I thought it, I couldn't remember if it was permanent or no. Just it was permanent because I had to get goggles to hide them. That's right. So, what did you do after that? Uh, I proceeded to nat twenty another religion check, I believe. That is correct. <laughs> and then, because you had a uh, uh, this infernal writing around around you after I had tried doing that. Yep. So I nat twenty what the writing was, and got another lore dump. Yeah. I think there was two nat twenties there. Yeah, there were there were there was a lot going on. Yeah. So you learned all you could. Got handed more notes, basically. Yeah. Might as well have been handed notes, anyways. Yeah. And so you got all that information, mm-hmm. and then you, I believe, you left to try and figure out a way to fix the problem. Yeah. Because uh, what we didn't mention is Logan works a full week on and a week off out of state. Yep. So we played sessions without him. Every other week he was mm-hmm. here. Every other, you know, and then the next week he was gone. Yep. So we effectively described it as you being away, learning yeah. things, working on things. Mm-hmm. And you learned while you were gone a way to cure me, right? Yeah, I believe so. That yeah, I did. I figured, finally figured out how to cure the the uh, deals. Well, me That's specifically a, as well. well. Yeah, you specifically. So, what happened when you came back? Uh, so I, f- I figured out how to cure you. I was at the temple. I remember that distinctly. Yep. They were, the, the, the squad was rolling up with a wheelbarrow. What was in the wheelbarrow? Uh, you. Uh, how was I? Very much so dead. I was dead. So, yep. context to that, because I had made this deal, uh, my, my brother, played by Peyton, mm-hmm. and Derek's new character, a blood hunter, orchestrated a trap where I was in a warehouse... With a total of, what, ten archers on the top floor shooting at me mm-hmm. while I fought Derek's blood hunter. Which I believe you would have beaten him. I almost I almost killed Derek. You, did you put him down? or I was... I did put him down. Yeah. And then Derek had also paid the rogue that was part of the group, the, the Luxodon, come over and poured a healing potion in his mouth. Mm-hmm. I had downed him and then got downed by the archers. Yep. Almost a majority of the party had effectively turned against me to kill me. It was yep. Derek's blood hunter. Mm-hmm. It was my twin brother. It was the Luxodon. Mm-hmm. 
and I think that's about it because there were two other members. There was Crichton's Ranger and you. Crichton chose to take no part in it. He didn't know what was happening, but he chose not to participate. Mm -hmm. And then you just weren't there. I wasn't there that time. So they they roll me up. What happens? So, So, what was it like when they brought my dead body to the temple to effectively be cremated? Yeah, and, and effectively buried. Uh, so, if I remember correctly, you were in the wheelbarrow, and you were covered with, like, a tarp or a blanket or something. Yep. And I was in the temple talking with the head priest, because we had just been discussing and figuring out how to cure you, and, like, had the answer. And so then when uh, when Bebop rolls in, and I'm like, oh, thank God you're here. We just got to get your brother. And he's like, you, oh. You're like, I know how to fix your brother. Yeah. And... If I'm he correct, he punched you in the face. Square in the jaw. And said, don't tell anyone. I believe I proceeded to tell everyone. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I'm sitting there, because uh, this was this was next session after yes, I died. Yes, it was. I'm, I'm sitting there, I have a new character ready, and I'm just sitting here going, mother... Oh, fuck. Yeah. V chewed at the whole party's ass for just making taking such a drastic measure. Yeah, and if you if you ask Peyton, it was reasonable, it was justified, it made perfect sense. No, it, it was none of those things. It's none of those things. None whatsoever. So, if anything, the only reasonable response would have been like, not tell you the game plan of what we're doing, just do our thing. Yeah, or, or, or lock me up. Yeah. But, so, you did all that, and yep. that's where we get uh, an indication of how Bebop feels about Veet, because this is also going to be a recurring thing. <laughs> Not so, on purpose. Meet my new character, a warforged paladin, another man of faith. Absolutely. Uh, his backstory, we can get into it another time. It's not really important or relevant to your mm-hmm. character. Uh, but how did it feel having someone else of religion and faith there? I mean, other people in yeah. the group might have had religion or faith, mm-hmm. but not like devoutly not, to your character. Not a holy war. Frankly, felt totally fine. Like, everyone has their beliefs. Beat uh, was very comfortable with like his god not being as well worshipped as the others. Because that is very much so the thing. People get kind of creeped out when they hear God of Death, even though it very much so wasn't that way. You campaigned very hard for him, though. Yeah, because he's honestly amazing. Oh, my like, gosh. Like, death is something not to be feared. Death is just a natural thing. It's going to happen. So instead of fearing it and just being being scared of the end, accept it and just know that it is the one truth in life that you will never avoid. Uh, uh, unless you're a lich. Let's just die, too. Uh, yeah. Uh, and it is important to note, you hate undead things. Absolutely. They go against the natural order. Yes, they do. If you see the undead, you kill it. Re-kill it. Yeah. <laughs> you beat it till it stops. Anything that gets out of this quote-unquote natural order is mm-hmm. just wrong. It's an abomination. Anything that can get immortality or be brought back to life in an unholy state because we've yeah as we've talked about at the table a lot technically revivify and ring and reincarnation those are necromancy spells yeah yep but they're okay because they're sanctioned by the church absolutely (laughs) (laughs) that is 110 percent how that works oh god so we start to explore another problem there's a an escaped scientist Mm -hmm. uh, an alchemist yep so we go down in the sewers we do some things we run some traps we run into his uh, experiments, which are people spliced with animals. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a guy that looks like a minotaur, uh, but he's just a dude with a, a bull's head spliced on top of on his head. That is amazing. 
yeah, it was pretty wild. And then, so we, we, we get back up, and then we are in... He, apparently, he works for a criminal organization in the capital city called Sanctum's End. Yep. And then introduce someone who was not supposed to be important at all, but later becomes probably very important. Oh, he's one of the most important people in the realm. In the group. Of the realm. Sure. Uh, a guy who negotiates for Sanctum's End. He's like, what, 16? I think is what he was described as. At best. He's a very talkative guy. He's very smooth. He's very charismatic. Mm -hmm. uh, his name is Thomas. And he speaks on behalf of Sanctum's End. Mm -hmm. He says something along the lines of, hey, uh, you don't go look for this guy. Uh, you stay out of our business, you know, and we'll pay you, we'll pay you some good money. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be criminals. You just don't have to be heroes. Uh, what was your opinion on Thomas? Honestly, he seemed like a pretty straightforward dude. That is uh, not true. That is, yeah, like that's not what you said. He leaves, and you immediately go, "Oh, I'm gonna kill him." <laughs> yeah, I didn't like him. He's gonna die. Absolutely, it's his time. It 100 should have been his time. So, there was Thomas. You do a bit of investigating mm -hmm. in some downtime. You go and investigate about specifically this guy, Thomas. Yeah. So you go, you find an old man I, who we think is his dad? Or his I uncle? stand by it. It's definitely his dad. It's someone. Uh, Thomas got recruited by Sanctum's End. Mm -hmm. He helps out the poor district with the money they pay him. Mm -hmm. So we go, you get all that information. We go back down to the sewers. We find Dr. Galud. Galul. You guys did. I wasn't there for that sewer. Oh, okay. Well, then it's not... Well, it is kind of important. Uh, he, he turns. He's in a big chamber with a desk, and he's holding a potion, and he goes, Well, it looks like you found me. And then everyone with ranged attacks shoots the crap out of him, and he dies. Amazing. He drops the potion. It turns into a slime that expands, but after it expands, it starts solidifying into solid stone. Amazing. So we ruin a large chunk of the city's plumbing. One of our characters dies... Lion, I believe it was. Yes, Lion. Yeah. She eventually left the game in gener entirely, so yeah, we, we yeah. wrote it off as she went to work for the church because they paid to fix her. Yep. And then Derek's new Blood Hunter character left because effectively he could no longer play. Also, could he have played? He would have been voted out. I think was yeah, the, the the consensus of the group. So you came back. One character died and then left, and then another character was voted out of the party. <laughs> It was a hell of a change. Yeah. Like, like the, the character being voted out, that was expected. Uh, I think the beat had been included in those conversations, and he was all about it. He agreed with it. I forgot to go over something that happened before we left Lalas. Oh, shoot, what? Delilah. Bebop's love interest. I Was didn't... kidnapped. Oh, that's right. By a pompous noble kid. Yep. And so that that is also it is also important because a few things happen there. Mm -hmm. So while we're in this city, Bebop is like, "Hey, look, we need to find my lady." Yeah. And so we are in Goris. We're trying to get a ship manifest, but we got to wait for the ship to technically land in Goris. Mm -hmm. So we'll come back to that. I just completely forgot about it. Yeah, I did too. Because this times. this game session, I mean, that campaign took place what? Four years ago? Almost yeah. five? Yeah. Five. It started five years ago. Yeah. Because I've been doing this week on, week off job for four years. Yeah. So it started a while ago. Yeah. So back in there, we get to Sanctum's End. Mm -hmm. We find their leader. Yep. Abaddon. Yep. I'm, I still, I'm still not entirely sure what he was. 
Wait. Uh, he was this undead shade. I can't remember the exact Yeah, name. when his physical body died, his spirit came out like a dark ghost, and yeah. he could take over another body. Yep. So, combat starts. Um, me being uh, like a fifth-level uh, Warforged Paladin of Conquest, I go, okay. I run up. I attack the big, bad, undead thing. I get a crit. I go, cool. I dump the highest-level smite I can. Dope. I do it again. I effectively killed his physical body in a single round of combat. Yes, you did. And I'm like, oh, that was easy. And then the, the shade comes out. Yeah, I'm like, oh. And so you're doing things. We have two fronts. We have mm-hmm. where the two barbarian... Well, he had two barbarian bodyguards, or berserkers, yep. I think. Two berserkers, yeah. I was tied up with the two berserkers. They couldn't mm-hmm. hit me, and when they did, it hurt. Yeah. And then we had the rest of the party. We had, like, three members of the party fighting... Uh, the other end of the room, which was another entrance, which was the entrance, because yep. they, they held the line so the guys couldn't come in, and then we had, like, two members just trying to kill everyone who was there. Yep. Thomas falls under a tape. Oh, he falls ne- He falls down, and then he's going to die. Yeah. What happened next? Well, so the, uh, what happened was there was a spellcaster in the room who cast Fireball, targeting all of us. Thomas happened to be within the range. LV happened to... Uh, be a really lucky guy and roll a natural 20 and opted to help save Thomas. So you, yeah. after spending... and He didn't just say the one session he was going to kill Thomas. He said multiple sessions. We had to break Thomas out of a prison. Almost every time his name came up. He said he was going to kill him. So in one moment, Thomas, somehow, the helpless baby he was, yep. convinced you to save his life. No, it just wasn't his time. <laughs> You're so wishy-washy. <laughs> no, it would have. It absolutely would have been his time if I'd get like if I'd have gotten him alone in an alleyway one on one. It was going to be his time, but in a crowded room full of friends, it wasn't his time oh, yet. Oh my god! Anyway. That's a great thing about the God of Death. Sometimes it's your time. Sometimes it's not. Yeah. So we saved Thomas. Uh, so. Thomas, we 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 beat Abaddon. Uh, the, the magic caster fucks off. They somehow escape, do a secret entrance or whatever. We kill everyone else. We turn in the quest. We get lots of money, lots of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Thomas is going to go to jail and probably be executed. Yep. The ranger rolled really high on persuasion, convinces them, hey, Thomas is going to come with us. Yep. And that worked. So Thomas is effectively ours now. Their only word was, uh, all right, don't let him come back here. Yeah. So we then meet a new character played by our friend RJ. Yep. Envy, the tiefling blood hunter. Hell yeah. Uh, which I'm assuming you had, a, you had a very good kinship with because she hunted yep. demons, devils, monsters. I, I knew damn near everything there was to know about demons. That's true. W- were you considered a lore visor at this time? At that time, no. Like, there had been a, a mention of it at once. I don't think I was a lore visor yet. I don't think I became a lore visor until, like, session 40, and that would have been session 20 to 25. Yeah. Okay. So, she takes us to go hunt a bone devil. We go, we kill it, we get a bunch of treasure, mm-hmm. we leave, and we say, we, there are a bunch of guards outside, we say, hey, this is our stuff, uh, we killed the bone devil, there are prisoners inside, goodbye. Yep. We so, did not tell them about the tentacle hole. No. That's their problem. So, we get the manifest of the ship, and mm-hmm. it stopped in another village on its way here, and dropped off Corwin, who was the noble jack wagon. Yes, he was. Uh, who also picked a fight with Rocksteady, but that is not prevalent to the story. It's just prevalent in my heart. <laughs> Fuck Corwin. Yo, he won that fight, if I remember correctly. 
I will fuck you up. Anyway. <laughs> um, so we have to go to that city, that, mm-hmm. that village where Cormac was. So we decide to take a long trip because we got to go all the... Because Walas is in the is in almost the far north of the continent, mm-hmm. whereas Goris is in almost the south of the continent, the complete south. Absolutely. So we teleported all the way across the continent, and then we had to travel up north. We went through a forest... And we eventually get to the village. Uh, apparently it is Corwin's uncle is like mayor. He's the top guy of the village. Yeah. He funds everything. Yeah. So we find out that Corwin is there, but Delilah is not. Yeah. She uh, she was still on the boat. She, she was somewhere, yeah. But I know she wasn't there because yeah. otherwise we would have got her. Yep. And so... The ranger, we end up capturing Corwin uh, through a lot of, it, it wasn't a lot of effort, but like three of us cast whole person. He broke the, he could, he got out of the first two, but not the last one. Yep. Fucking Peyton's character, Bebop, grabs him, jumps out a window, takes him to the stewards, starts beating him, trying to figure out where Delilah is, yep. his love interest. Yep. And then the ranger convinces him, no, no, violence isn't the answer. Don't kill him. Let him go. He'll take us to Delilah. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I'll totally do it. Let me go and everything will be fine. So against Peyton's judgment, he goes, fine. Corwin goes to his uncle, says, uncle, I was kidnapped by psychos. They're doing this and that. And Corwin's uncle, who had been informed of and had some proof that Corwin was a fucker, is yelling at him. And then Crichton's ranger talking to Envy, who is a sharpshooter blood hunter with a bow, looks at the blood hunter and goes, all right. Kill him. She kills him. Whole city goes on alert. Everyone dips. The ranger goes into the forest where Bebop is hiding. Says, hey, uh, things happened. Uh, We had to kill Corwin. He picks up the ranger and throws him against a tree. Yeah. This isn't relevant to your character, but it's relevant to everything. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And we know that Corwin also made a deal with the with Yes, the he did. And so his soul's completely gone. It was his Also... Time. Oddly enough, some of the people you kill mm-hmm. explode. But some of them don't. We never really found the Yeah, we never really established that. Yeah. So we are, we're moving on. We're getting to, effective, we get to this magical forest. Oh, we forgot about, uh, oh yes, uh, something unfortunate as well. Uh, that, most of that session, Veet and Oh, and Glaive were in jail. Got broken out of jail. And uh, in the process of, like, getting back to the forest and leaving fucking off in that town, uh, assisted in the killing of two people, which becomes important later on. Yeah, you killed two guards. It was their time. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's their fault for standing in God's way. <laughs> yeah, how, how dare they do their jobs and apprehend two people who escaped jail? Honestly, they arrested us for a murder that we didn't commit. No, they arrested us for trying for kidnapping. Because we were arrested in the oh, tavern. that's right. That's right. <laughs> so, we're on our way to uh, another town, mm-hmm. which I believe is White Realm, I think is what it was called. It's where the heroes of the realm at the moment, they're called Hashtag YOLO. You've heard about them in the Tark interview. Mm-hmm. That's where they reside. So, we're going there for, I can't remember. Yeah. But as we're going, uh, we split the party. Because we're like, hey, we can make a... oh. 
That's what it was. Glaive contacted Tark about him needing Tark's help. At the time, it seemed like a good idea. Knowing Peyton and his characters now, never would have yeah. done it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd have had a little bit of experience with Tark at that point, playing uh, guest starring in that group a little yeah. bit. Terrible idea. Yeah. I had no way so, to tell uh, you. Just backstory on that. Glaive is the last Warforge, because Warforges in this campaign were thousands of years old and extinct for the most part. Mm -hmm. And so he convinced Tark to... Well, he thought he convinced Tark to help him find more Warforge. So that is why we were going to uh, Whiterun or White Realm. Yep. And so we were going, and then we were told, oh, there's a magical, mystical forest you can take a detour in, or you can keep going to your destination. And I'm like, hey, guys, uh, my character has been here doing everything you guys asked. I haven't asked for anything from you. I would like to go to the city as fast as possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, Crane's character, the ranger, uh, wanted to go to the forest. Yep. So I'm like, okay, well, I need to get there. And there was more contention there. There was a bit of an argument. Yeah. I don't know if it was an in-game or out-of-game. It was a little bit of both. Yeah. Uh, so we, we split the party. Uh, Glaive and Bebop... Actually, had he changed his name at that point? I can't remember if he had. I think he had. So Bebop changed his name to Wolf because he no longer... He believed he was no longer Bebop. He was yeah. someone else entirely. Wolf had no brother. Wolf mm -hmm. had no love interest. Wolf got nothing he wanted in life. Not so, a damn thing. So Wolf is now Bebop. Yep. Or Bebop is now Wolf. And so Wolf and Glaive decide to go towards town, mm -hmm. whereas the rest of the party decides to go explore this magical forest. Uh, while in the forest, you are met with mysterious magical forces. You are effectively yep. in the Fey Wild now. Yeah. Crazy shit happens. Oh, beautiful. So, you had to make Constitution saves or, or Wisdom saves. I think it was a Wisdom. Which, there were two encounters that happened. There was one with you guys and one with us. Both were tailored to have the full party there. Yep. Like, if, if my paladin had been there, he would have been within 10 feet of the people and you would have gotten a bonus to your save. I was not, so you didn't get that. Yep. What happened to the ranger? Uh, he got turned into a rabbit. How did you save him? Uh, uh, long story short, I technically revivified him. Oh, how'd he die? I tried to, ma I made an attempt to non-lethal hit him with my, uh... Throwing axe? Throwing axe. And, uh, uh, well, I believe it just, like, because I used the back end of it as, like, a, a cudgel. You rolled too high and massive damaged him, because this wasn't polymorph. It was like a true polymorph. He yeah. was, in fact, a creature. He was, he in fact, a rabbit. He didn't just change back. He yeah. died. And that's why I was trying to, like, non-lethal knock him out, and instead I just caved its head in. killed. That is the second time you almost killed him, because when we were going after the Bone Devil, you got enchanted by a mirror. He got enchanted by the mirror. Oh, well, that's just payback then. And then he, he put me down. Oh, it was payback then. It's fair. It's even. Yeah, essentially. So you get to the Feywilds, you guys effectively do your own thing at the moment. Uh, Crichton's character is effectively leaving because his character wasn't a good fit. There were things that happened. We won't yep. get into that. It's a little messy. Yep. So his character is effectively going to stay in the Feywilds. And so is Envy. Yeah. Envy winds up staying as well. And then V ends up leaving. He also got a blessing from the Fey. Yes, he did. Which, from the Arch Fey. From the Arch Fey, which was pretty awesome. I could like start teleporting. Around yeah, it was like a, you could you could misty. No, not misty step. It wasn't quite misty you, step. It was like ten feet. No, no, it's it's the elf thing, where you can 
you effectively teleport like 30 to 60 feet and then you're invisible until you do something. Yeah. That's, that's, it, it was that's, 30 feet, I think. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a thing far. in a book now. Yeah. So, uh, Glaive and Bebop run into an encounter where we kicked ass. Yeah. We fought like two howdas, a couple of hobgoblins, and a hobgoblin leader. And we killed them. Yeah. Just the two of us. Just slaughtering them. It there. was awesome. So we get to where we're going. We get to hashtag YOLO. We meet Roland. Roland is like the paladin. Oh, he's got gauntlets. He's got a oh. belt. He's basically Thor. Before Roland, uh, didn't Glaive actually wind up meeting Tark? No. No, he had a conversation with Tark. That's how this whole deal came about. Yep, yep, yep. He had it through like a sending stone. Yeah. And yep. then uh, and then didn't wasn't there like a teleport thing used? Nope, 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 nope. That happened there. So um, what happened is they get there. Uh, Glaive goes, hey, I'm here to meet Tark. And Roland goes, oh, well, uh, Tark's not here right now, but um, you know, you can just tell him you're here. And, uh, he'll do something. Uh, this is when Tark was on good terms with the group. So Glaive goes, hey, I'm here. And then Tark goes, hey, uh, go through the portal, make sure you're not followed. And I go, okay. A portal appears next to Glaive. I look to Bebop and I go, goodbye. I push Bebop and I dive into the portal to make sure I wasn't followed. Yep. And Peyton was really mad at that. He goes, why the fuck did you push me? And I'm like, yep. I had to make sure you weren't following me. <laughs> yep. So introduce a group of new characters. We have Rusty, who was RJ's barbarian. Oh, we have Suro, who was Crichton's warlock. And then uh, my character, Rickert, mm -hmm. which that is a thing all on its own, which should've, is going to have to go over in this scene. Should have been his time. Oh my god! I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. We'll get you and Rudy and maybe somebody else when I when we go over Rickert. You guys can ask me things. You guys can conduct the interview. Okay. Absolutely. So, uh, Rusty, a barb a barbarian dwarf. Mm -hmm. uh, Crichton's warlock was a human, and Rickert yep. was a tiefling bard. Mm -hmm. So we get to hashtag Yolo. They're like, "Hey, we got a job for you." And then V just appears on the table as we're eating through the Feywilds. Yeah. We go on this quest to uh, root out any Zentarum traps in this mine. Uh, we spent, we went in, we're looking. Crichton goes, oh, look, there's a hole there. We can go in there. And we're like, no, we got to keep following this task. Goes, oh, where's your sense of adventure? We dive in. We fight a, a carrion crawler or some kind of worm. Oh, it was, uh, <gasps> so Umberhulk. Yeah, Umberhulk was the big fight, but there were several other things we fought through there as well. I'm talking about in the hole we went in. So we we killed yeah. whatever is in the hole. I think I think it was like a carrion crawler. Yeah, it was. A, it was a centipede. It was a big centipede. I thought it was an Umberhulk. No, we found an Umberhulk later. Okay. The big centipede dug the detour hole we took. Okay. So we're going through the tunnel. It caves in. Yep. It was literally the worst possible thing that could have happened, and it was a roll. Yep. We were there for 14 days yep. digging in and out. And. And if Veet hadn't been there, we would have starved. Absolutely. Because he had great food and water. No one had enough rations, yep. except Peyton. Peyton had 20 rations. Yeah, he could have saved himself. And Crichton was giving him such shit. Well, why do you need 20 rations? That's, that's illogical. No, you'd never need 20 rations. We get caved in. Peyton looks at him and goes, ah-ha! Yep. Suddenly we needed 20 rations. <laughs> but After that, that, the whole party carried pickaxes. Yeah, we, we carried pickaxes. We, we all prepared for the... What we felt would be an an eventual cave-in again. Yeah. 
And I, uh, the entire day, time we were digging out, I was preaching about Kalimbor so much so that Rusty, bless his like six intelligence, uh, took a level in cleric after that, I believe. Yep. Uh, Rickert wrote an entire song about finding the light, which became the theme, which became the like the the city song for Lost. Hell yeah, dude. Uh, I didn't actually write a song. Uh, it was just uh, Stand By Me. Yeah. It's catchy. Absolutely it is. Uh, and so we carry on. Mm. We get out. Uh, Rickert did things he probably shouldn't have done, which got us in trouble. We'll talk about that in my interview. <laughs> uh, and so oh, so we we go. We investigate the cave more. We, we come across a gob with goblets filled with drank. What was in the drank? It was poison. Yeah, yeah. And a hallucinogen. Honestly, the those little fuzzy things that showed up after were pretty great, though. No! The little fluffy balls of light. You and Rusty were the only ones to drink from it. We told you no. But we found one of the most prized possessions our group ever found. Because of that. Okay. Uh... I'm just going to clarify, yes, he's right, but I'm also going to tell what happened way later in the campaign. So we found uh, a dragon chart, which is basically like a giant jewel shaped like a dragon egg. Absolutely. It is, it is. expensive. It is great. Yeah. It uh, is. Later on, uh, RJ's character dies, you know, things happen. He makes a new character who had what everyone thought was a bag of holding. So we put all of our items in it. Rudy also forgot what it actually was. Rudy digs into it. RJ starts laughing. and Well, sorry, Peyton digs into it. After he put all of our important items into it, RJ's laughing. Ru- Rudy looks at him and what's up? And RJ tells him, it's a bag of devouring, remember? And Rudy goes, oh, we lost that dragon shard. Ah! Yep. Yep. Anyway, back to the fucking cave. Yep. Or the mine. So you saw a mechanical dinosaur, or you saw a dinosaur. Absolutely, T Rex. I don't know what it was doing in the cave, but there, there was. And they were attacking our floating friends. Yeah. And one, there were not floating friends. Of course, there were the little balls of light that were talking. Like think like the uh, fairy from Link. There's a bunch of those just floating around talking to us. Okay, those of us who weren't tripping balls, those of us who didn't drink the poison goblet of hallucinogen, we did not see the floating friends. (laughs) We didn't see a dinosaur. We saw a mechanical digging machine that he was smacking, and every time he smacked it, there was an explosion that hurt him. The, the uh, We were also taking psychic damage from the, the uh, T-Rex. Yeah, the T-Rex us. was doing psychic damage. So we get past that. We go to yeah, the Grand I should, Hall. I should mention, uh, I believe the Warlock had... He blew my mind that day by uh, mounting this T-Rex and just oh, like God. lopping its head off in one fell move. Yeah. And then you guys still tripping balls. You were low on health. I put you to sleep. Yep. Probably saved our lives. Thank you. That means a great deal because Rickard gets no credit for anything. I'll give you credit there. You probably saved our lives. I I saved your lives multiple times, but that is a conversation for a different episode. Oh my God. (laughs) We get to the Grand Hall. We meet, we run into this Zentarum like operative guy. He's an important guy. Yeah. He has a big like lance, like, mm-hmm. glaive-type weapon. He's flailing. He's spinning it around. He looks like a Dynasty Warriors character. Literally. If you haven't played Dynasty Warriors, look up Dynasty Warriors, look up combat, you'll get what I mean. Yep. And then he, like, splits himself into multiple forms, and he's fighting us. Uh, we managed to get... Because all the forms have a pool of hit points. Yep. So we deal enough damage that he reverts back to his normal self, and then he dips. 
Yep. Yeah, drank so, potion, turned invisible, and just gone. Yeah. So we we get out. Uh, we get paid and get a few things. Uh, you know, they uh, kinda. A lot less than what we were supposed to get. It's a problem for later. It's a conversation for later. Oh, my fault. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so we continue on our journey to go try and go back to La Loss. That's where we were headed. Yep. So on our way back, we meet up in a village. Let me just check my notes. What, do you remember what it was called? No, I don't. I'm so bad at the town names, though, I won't lie. Oh, yes, hold on. Oh, dear. We stop at a... We stop... And... What ends up happening... Is we... Run into... We go back to town. Uh, Thomas... Uh, and what was his name? Uh, da, 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 da. The boar guy and the pig guy who we met earlier... Oh, uh... They sell all of Wolf's, uh, Jeep and Bow. They sell all of Wolf's carvings, because Wolf spent time, he's a carver, he's a carpenter. He made little dolls. Yep. They sold it because they thought we were dead. They bought a store and sold all of our group possessions. Yeah. He's mad. Uh, Wolf asks, uh, we end up leaving, and, uh... Actually, no, we are still there. Yeah, I'm, still... I'm looking at my notes. Uh, before that, while we were on the road, Wolf asked Veet to do scrying on Delilah. What? What did? Explain how the scene went. I'll I'll be Wolf. Hey, uh, I need you to do scrying on uh, my girlfriend. Oh God, that's right. Uh, I needed a, a close personal possession of hers so uh, I could and, know her. And and yeah, you know, scrying you need something. Yeah. However, you however your DM says it yeah, works. If you don't know them, you need to have something. So he pulls out because Peyton is a Peyton's character was a ladies' man, a yes. conqueror of women, as it were. He pulled out her panties. Very classy. I should classify. He was even though he was a conqueror of women, the only woman we ever knew that he conquered was Delilah. That's true. So he he pulled out of what he said was a sealed bag, and hands his underwear to V. V. What did you do? I proceeded to cast the spell. No. <laughs> what did you do? Well, uh, I needed to be familiar with her and her possessions and such, so I buried my face into the panties. You sniffed the panties right in front of him, and he proceeded to beat your ass. It was well warranted, but I needed to do it for the spell. Because, no, no, you said I needed to for the spell. He looked to the other two magic casters in the group. We look at him and go, that's not true. All I'm saying is sometimes magic works differently for everyone. Like wild magic sorcerers. <laughs> sometimes their magic just works. So you scry on Delilah, yep. you see her, she's somewhere. I think she was on a, in a, like what looked like a boat or something. Yeah. So after we get back from the cave, mm -hmm. he goes, he comes up to Rickert and goes, hey, can you do sending on Delilah? And I go, okay. Uh, I don't know her, but I can try. We do sending. She's in Goris, which was the capital city. Yep. Peyton. Bebop. Wolf, furious. Because we were just we were there. We were there. We were like four weeks into travel. Away from there. Away from it. So I do sending and I say, hey, we're located here. Come and get us. Or come come here. We'll wait. Mm -hmm. So we wait. They end up showing up. Uh, 
and they oh. are yeah we, we run to emma who was the former uh owner of the bar we used to hang at ugin who was the town wizard mm-hmm. for lalas wasn't and then uh there was peter and dr rulid Yep. Rulid is different. Rulid was the herbalist. Yes. He was a good guy. Not, yeah. Not Galud. Galud was the bad guy. Yeah. So, <laughs> while while everyone was waiting at the gate for them to show up, I, I did what I thought was the greatest thing. I bought a magic mouth, which is a spell. Yep. I, play, I hid it in the room Bebop was. Yep. And I paid whatever exorbitant amount of money I could at the time for it to sing in 80s or 70s romance love song. And I set candles and mood lighting. So they reunite. Uh, Delilah exits. They're they're hugging. They're kissing. They're having a moment. What do you do in that moment? Well, uh, they're, they're enjoying being back together absolutely. after being separated. Yeah. Uh, we got to encounter a bunch of familiar faces, some of whom I'd never met. I had never met Delilah prior to this. Uh, or I, I never looked closely at Delilah prior to this. I'm pretty sure I never met her, but uh, Veet had a distinct moment of clarity right there. Because you were told, oh, her dad's a tiefling. Yes. And she's a full-grown woman who's not. Yes. Which, uh, for those of you that wouldn't, that might not know, uh, when you're tiefling, you are born as a human. And just when, uh, basically when you reach like 13, when you're supposed to go through puberty and whatnot, you... you turn into a demon! Yeah, pretty much. You go, like, you don't... Think like a, a caterpillar turning into a butterfly that you don't go into cocoon for three weeks. Yeah. Uh, so Veet found out that her she's uh, the child of a tiefling, and she's blood child, not like adopted or any weird thing like that or nothing. Oh, that's not weird, but either way. Uh, all of a sudden, a natural 20 pieces all the pieces together. She is a one in a million chance essentially afflicted by a, a kind of a sickness, kind of a curse kind of thing, yep. that someday in the future she is going to turn into a giant fireball and just die. Also, if she were to ever have any children, those children are 100% going to be demons. Worst case scenario, they're going to be like uh, chain doubles and whatnot. Yeah, they're going to effectively explode out of her. And also they will be of the material plane, not the infernal or any other planes, which is horrible because that means they are actually stuck here until someone kills them. Yep. Uh, and uh, I, I had to pull Wolf aside, Peyton's character, and inform him of this. After he had just met his lover after how many months? Months. So you effectively ruined his magical reunion. Not on purpose. It was You pur- didn't have to tell him. You chose to tell him, which does make it I purpose. had to tell him. Any, any reasonable man would realize, hey, these two were lovers before. They just met again. They are definitely going to fuck. And yeah. I, <laughs> I got to do everything I can to be like, yo, here's a condom. Like... Don't don't get her pregnant. Yeah. At least until we can cure so her. So they they go up to their room. They try to have a romantic moment that I facilitated with music and lighting. Um, I set the mood. And I ruined. So we decide to leave. While we're traveling, uh, I I ask... Rickert asks for an amulet of Kalimvor. Yep. And then... Rickert and Veet have a heart-to-heart about Rickert and his issues. Rickert is somehow related, his backstory is he's somehow related to a demon prince of the abyss, specifically yep. Frazer Blue. Yep. Uh, Rickert is asked, he's, he's played with night terrors, you know, because mm-hmm. he's, the, he's the demon prince of torture and knowledge and things like that, and lies. Yeah. So he's asking, hey, can you help me rid myself of this constant suckery? Mm-hmm. This is terrible. I don't like living like this. So 
That's the first time Rickard opened up about his personal issues. Yes, it was. And Beat's like, oh, that's terrible. Of course I'll help you. You're being plagued by a demon? It's what I do. <laughs> and Rickard's like, awesome. Hell yeah. So we continue on. And uh, we eventually travel. And we're camping. And while we're camping, uh, it is bedtime. And who should show up at camp? To talk to Veet. That Jarrells. That'd be Jarrells. Whom, once again, another crit. I had a lot of those with Veet. Yeah. Uh, I uh, dumped my highest level of... Uh, oh, what's that spell? It's First level spell, just 46 radiant damage, and you have advantage on the next attack after that. Dumped, Guiding Bolt? Guiding Bolt. Dumped my highest level of that with a crit right into his face. Yeah. Blew half his face off. Yeah. And he was unfazed. Yeah, so Jarrells showed up to try and make a deal with Feet. He goes, huh, okay, that's not going to work. He leaves. When Rusty is at watch, he shows up to Rusty. And we start, he makes a deal yep. with Rusty. Uh, and so while that happens... Uh, Rickard wakes from a dream where he's told by, I'm assuming, Frazzer Blue, the betrayer is here. He wakes mm -hmm. up, he's having, he sees Jarrell's, he's questioning, he's like, what the fuck's going on? Mm -hmm. uh, and then he goes back to sleep when Jarrell leaves. So Rusty makes a deal with him. In the morning, we find out that, uh, well, one, Ugin, the wizard, is racist. He hates tieflings. Oh, 100%. Uh, we also... Find people debating what to do about Rulid because he had made a deal. Yeah, he well something. Yeah, he had made a deal, and we were being watched. And the group's like, "What do we do? Do we kill him? Do we do we tie him up? Do we capture him? What do we do?" And while everyone was debating, Ricker goes, "Okay, uh, I take out my dagger and I slit his throat." Yeah. While everyone's debating, and then I'm like, "The problem is done." And then he he floats up, eyes glowing, goes, "Oh, you fools! You've done what I've wanted you to do." And then he explodes. Which, Veet had seen this once before, like, super early in the loss. There was another gentleman that we had killed that had exploded. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but no one had mentioned these guys explode. Yeah, no, no. Uh, Veet was playing a, as a need-to-know knowledge, and he figured, within reason, nobody's just going to butcher somebody randomly on the streets. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, that's, that's exactly what happened, but out in the middle of nowhere in the countryside. That, that hurt. That sucked. Yeah. So, Rusty makes a deal with him. We travel to Laos, where effectively we avoid any travel, any mm -hmm. conflict on travel, because that's what the deal was. Yep. Uh, we find out that Rusty made a deal. Rusty is under heavy watch. Ugin isn't happy. Uh, when we get to the next city, uh, we... Uh, what we do is... Uh, yeah, sorry, I'm looking at my notes, and these are some Rickert things. Oh, we get sick. to the arena where we start to do uh, fights. Yep. So we go do a fight. Uh, it turns it. We were fighting some some monsters. I think they were demons. We chose demons because we we're kind of. We well, we we chose the difficulty level, and the, the, it just happened to be some demons. Yeah. So we start fighting, some things happen, 
more relevant to Rickard's story than to yours. Yep. So we will move on. We uh, won. We did win. Uh, and so... Uh, we end up getting, I think, an airship from Lydra, who was the captain of the guard in Gorus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She sends us a ship. We take the ship. We go to Lalas. There are, you know, roleplay shenanigans. Nothing yep. of any real significance happens on the boat. Do we go? To, no, we didn't go to Lalas. We went. To, oh, we, yeah, uh, no, no, not Lalas. We went to no, 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 no. We went to Wolfront or Wolf, Wolfront. Wolf, that, that's Wolfwater. It. Yeah, Wolfwater. Yeah, which is the next city to it. Yep. So we where go, we had sent the refugees. Yes. Where most okay. of them died because it was winter when we sent them. The ones that didn't fit in the tower, which we sent before the war. So we go there. We we do some shenanigans. You know, Rickard has a music off with the local bard. Uh, which Rickard, he lost. It, no one knows that. The only one Thanks. who knows that... No. The only one who knows that is Rickard. Everyone else thought it was a tie. And the guy that won. That's fair. Uh, so, and then I actually did write a song. Mm-hmm. It's called Beware the Deal. I, I actually, I wrote an actual song with music and lyrics and stuff. Yes, you did. And it, be, it, it apparently became a hit. Absolutely it did. It was very catchy. Yeah, it was our campaigning against the demon's deal. It, that's exactly what it was. Yep. It, it, beware the deal. You know, don't make a deal with the demon, Jarrell's. Mm-hmm. You know, it was very catchy. Yep. Uh, it went to the beat of the Gaston's, uh, Beware the Beast. Uh, not super original. But it was still very catchy. Hell yeah, it was. It was honestly great. So, uh, just checking my notes again. Uh, so, we talk about you know what we're going to do, the plan, mm-hmm. things like that. Yep. And what ends up happening is we imprison Rusty and yep. say, hey, take him to jail. The ship leaves with Rusty. So we get a new character of RJ's. Which is there for one session yeah, because he gets remember. thrown in jail. You guys, oh, you get, the you blue got, dude. Yeah, you guys go to the town master. You don't like the town master. He's a dwarf. He's a bit of an asshole. Yep. So you decide to rob the town master because you think he's hiding something. We, he was hiding stuff. Yes, he stole money from the refugees. That's what Absolutely. happened. The refugees came to town with a bunch of money uh, and stuff. He took all. Of, he confiscated all of their money, yep. and they were living in like a shanty town. Yep. So. And he was he was barely taking care of him as was. Yeah, he no, hadn't. He, he had didn't. Done, like, they were quarantined off. Yeah, he had done next to nothing to assist them. Yeah. He, so, yeah. so Suro, Veet, and uh, the Vidalkin, whose name I do not remember, which was RJ's character. Was, wasn't his name like Blue or Indigo or something? No, I don't remember. I have it here in my notes, but let me. We will keep talking. It, about yeah. That. Yeah. So as we we were to sneak in there to find out like. There was something corrupt about the town master, and we were gonna find it. Oh, his name was Carl. 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 God. His name was Carl. Oh, Carl. That kills people. Oh, also, uh, the people in Wolfwater stone devil people to death, which means tieflings. Yeah. So, had I gone out alone, I might have been shanked. Yeah. I'm surprised you weren't shanked. Yeah, they're lucky they didn't try. <laughs> I'd have fucked them up. You'd have tried. Hurtful. <laughs> so, you, were you go there. Yep. Uh, and while you're there, mm-hmm. you break in, not very quietly, I might add. You, was... find, you find documents, you find the, no. the money. 
I would like to mention, it was, in fact, quiet. You cast silence on the window and you broke the window. But there wasn't a sound. Okay. So you, you, you go in there, the Vidalcan goes in there, Suro is watching from the outside. Who is the sneaky character? He's yeah. not helping. He's no. just watching. He's just watching. Yeah, absolutely. Just, uh, he did technically help, because uh, Veet, which myself as a player knew the difference, myself as a character did not know the difference. Yeah. He's a holy man. He's not a thief. Yeah. He didn't think to like pull the rope back in. Yeah, so they see a rope hanging out a window, the guards, on the ground. Suro climbed up there and, and put the uh, rope back in, and then he went and searched another area of the house, finally. Oh, they, 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 they saw the broken glass. And yeah, they that saw the broken glass, and that's what, what set them off. So the guards come upstairs. You'd already taken documents and money, and Sero took even more, what would arguably be more important documents. Yeah. So the guards come in. They break in. They don't see, well, they see you, but they don't see who you are. You jump out a window. Yep. Sero's already gone by that point. Yes, he, he is. Did. Uh, you're running away. Carl is trying to hide under a dwarf bed. Carl's like seven feet tall. Yeah. He fails his stealth roll, and he sees little. He sees feet sticking out from under the bed. Yep. So he gets arrested. He goes to jail. Yep. As you're trying to escape, you run into a guard. Two guards. Two guards. What do you do to one of the guards? Uh, I cast a fifth level blight on him, basically turning him into jerky. Wonderful. How did that go? Well, he collapsed dead. His friend screamed, fled. Uh, I continued to run away and dumped the, like, uh, the bag full of money. I just dumped it into a uh, sewer grate. Then I made it back to the tavern where I stayed for a little while. And uh, uh, in the morning realized uh, something's wrong. I didn't feel my holy warmth that my magic wasn't working the way it was supposed to. Yeah. So I, I went to the temple and I got uh, confirmation that I done fucked up. God isn't happy that I'm nonchalantly killing innocents. And I need to go on to a holy quest in order to redeem myself in his eyes. Yeah. Uh, so after all that, you go on, you, you manage to convince your god, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do better. I'm going to do this quest. And he's like, okay, here are your things back. Which I did. Because one, one of the things, I could not kill humanoids again. Yeah. So, so you didn't. I no longer, if it was a humanoid, I always knocked him out. If someone else, like, I, I would even medicine the ones I could. Uh Suro specifically, and I think uh, Wolf also would go around butchering him, which is yeah, respectable. No, and you specifically gave Suro a hit list of people you wanted him to kill. Oh, shucks. Did I do that? You did. Oh. Oh, fiends. <laughs> that, that town master was on there, wasn't he? Yes, he was. Okay, that, that yeah, that's I stand by that. Yeah. So, so we effectively... You go visit Carl in jail, and Carl's like, hey, you guys need to get me out of here. And you guys effectively said, we don't know you, and left. And we just left him in jail. Crichton said that. We knew the guy for effectively one day. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. He did wind up getting blamed for the jerky dude, though. He did! Like, they even brought the body in. He's like, holy shit, I ain't never done that. What the, what the hell? Yeah. Felt kind of bad about that. Horrifying. So... Uh, as we he's also a con artist, isn't he? <laughs> he's kind of a psychopath. Uh, and so we decide that we are going to throw a large party to support the people of the Lost that are here. We buy, actually, Veet buys all the food he can. All the He buys literally all the food in town yep. for a party. Absolutely. Which the town master got. Well, technically, we got all the right permits to do it. Damn right I did. And then you bought all the food. Yeah. 
which really upset the town master because you bought all the food. He was upset that his neighbor couldn't go buy a melon. No, he was upset that no one could go buy a melon. Don't people have like a, a couple days worth of foods in their cupboards? So we set up, we, we build a stage, we, mm-hmm. we, we set up everything because Rickard's going to do music, he's going to perform, he's going to be great. As we're getting ready to perform, we see a guy skulking around. Yep. Who was the guy? It was the general. General Torwin. Who was supposedly singing a new tune. A new tune. His face also was like half distorted and, and yeah, he he was he was all kinds of fucked up. Yeah. So we capture him, but as you guys capture and interrogate him, Rickard's on stage doing a song. Jarrell's is in the actually. We see what effectively and uh, pardon the term. Uh, suicide bombers. Yeah. They are people who, I believe, like, stabbed themselves with daggers and then exploded, releasing demons. Yep. Specifically, what's the big monkeys called? Uh, uh, they're not... Bulgaras. Yeah, those things. I yeah, hear. big monkeys. So there are, like, three big monkeys... Demon monkeys. Demon monkeys fighting. Rickert sees this... Well, before it happens, Rickert goes, Hey, teleports over to the other end, because he knows something's coming, and yells with thaumaturgy... I'm going to give a gold piece to anyone who comes over here. So half the crowd is effectively already out of the danger. Yeah, they'd already left. No credit for that, by the way. It's all, oh, you did It's not great. Fuck you guys. The future of Rickard was uh, Shut shaky. Up. It's not. I was a hero. You were a hero in a couple instances, but then you became shaky. So we fight. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a massacre. Everyone's losing their shit. It was horrible. People it dying, was, exploding. It was it was not great. Uh, we effectively get blamed for everything. Yep. It's our fault. So we go we are under house arrest at the tavern until we can be escorted out of town. The only way we could leave is if the guard was specifically escorting us. So everyone was talking about a plan. What are we gonna do? We need to decide what to do with the thing. We pull out what's called uh, a pocket divine intervention, which we yeah. were given very early in the game. Super early. Like I, sesh, Like when when Wolf died. Not Wolf, when Rocksteady died. When Rocksteady died. I was entrusted with... Or Viet was entrusted with it. You gave it to Wolf. the head of the church. I put it in group loop for the time yeah. being. We so got, we're, like, we're, a, we're like, talking about a plan everything. because we can't we can't just kill Jarrells because he'll just constantly come back because yeah. all souls he has. It's a demon. So we come up with a plan. We're going to... you know, The, the effective plan was we're going to capture him. We're going mm-hmm. to hurt him a whole lot... And then Rickard's connection with demonic powers was going to somehow finagle something. So Rickard goes upstairs. He, he does up like a blood thing. He talks to whichever dark power he can. I'm not, I'm not sure if it's Frazzer or Blue. We never established. Demon daddy. Shut up. And so we come up with a plan. As soon as that goes, as soon as the group goes, hey, Rickard can help. Wolf's like... Record. He leaves the table and runs upstairs, leaving the divine intervention on the table. Now, I will let you explain what happens. Well, from the get-go, Veet was against this plan. Because it's, it's relying on one demon to take care of another demon. Which, I, he supposed would work, but it didn't feel like the right way to make it work. So he took the divine intervention, which, even though he had put it in group loot, was his. Uh, and proceeded to be escorted by a guard. He says yes. He's gonna go to go for a walk. He's gonna just get some fresh air. He he leaves. He get, he's gonna do the only plan he can think of that will actually get rid of the demon. And what do you have with you again? 
the pocket divine intervention. Yeah, you just you just grabbed it and walked away. Absolutely. I used sending. I talked to uh, Jarrells. Told him, hey, let's meet. You, me, no traps, no bullshit. Let's make a deal. Yep. Which was the greatest thing he ever wanted. Well, one of the greatest things he ever no, wanted. No, 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 no. Don't just gloss over it. Explain what happens, and I will make corrections as they happen. Okay, so. Because if need be, I will get... I will get the rest of the group here and make a separate podcast that could only be 10 minutes without you to discuss what happened. Totally so I'm going to keep you fucking honest. Yeah. You can keep your side of the story. I'll keep my side of the story. <laughs> no, you have your side of the story and then everyone else has a story. There's, there's, anyway, continue. Yeah. I can't. <laughs> Sometimes madness is the greatest thing. So he, uh, gets escorted by the guard to the slums where all the, uh, the refugees were kept, which is where Jarrell says he would be, where the big party was, where the massacre just happened. Beat shows up. Jarrell is actually surprised that he's there alone. Back at the, meanwhile, back at the tavern, Wolf knows that Jarrell is there because Wolf has like a mental connection to his location at all times. Yes, because that was an ability he got from worshiping the yeah. moon. As soon as he hits someone, he now knows where they are as as long as they are on this plane yep. or alive. And he was. He was furious. He's itching to go. He was getting the party riled up to go. As soon as Jarrell shows up to talk to you, yeah. Wolf goes, he's close. Yes. And then we need to figure out a way to get to you. So Rickard goes, oh, I'm going to turn my, I'm going to use, I'm going to use disguise self. I'm going to turn into Roland of hashtag YOLO. Nobody stops hashtag YOLO. They're heroes. So I turn into Roland. I get us out because the guards think we're being escorted by Roland. Yep. And we beeline to where Wolf says Jarrell's is. Yep. So, Jarrell's and I have a pleasant, pleasantly unpleasant conversation. Basically, uh, I presented him with a deal. I told him that uh, in my possession, I had the solution that would give him his greatest wish to become a human, to become mortal. In exchange, he loses the crux of fate. It gets sealed off into its own pocket dimension that can never be uh, uh, essentially taken or anything anything like that. And and he doesn't believe me. Yeah, we didn't establish what Jarrell's goal was. Jarrell's goal was to yeah. uh, live effectively forever. His goal was to become human and never have to go back. So we'll, we'll roleplay this because I remember how the conversation went, okay? You can go ahead and do your Veet voice if you want. <clears throat> All right, what do you want? I want the uh, I can't I can't even remember how the, how the voice was. I want the crux of fate to stop. What are you offering me? What What do I get? I'm giving up a lot here. You You get what you want. You get to become human. Everything stops. You're not going to free those souls. When it's your time, it's your time. I've murdered hundreds of people. It was their time. I'm still an evil piece of shit. As long as you stop fucking with the natural order thing, stop with the souls. You're gonna lose your soul. Sometimes that's the cost of things. That was effectively how the agreement went. He had also, in all fairness, offered to bring everyone back to life instead. And I said no. Yeah. I told him I want the deals you, to stop. You gave him everything he wanted. He won. What do you mean he won? He got what he wanted. The he, natural order he got, was reinstated. No, well, no, it wasn't. Those hundreds of souls are still sealed away, which are not part of the cycle. 
but it stopped it from ever happening again and from continuing. So, so your soul is effectively gone because it's hiding the crux of fate. Yes. He got everything he wanted, he and human. no consequences were dealt upon him. He turned in, he turned into a ginger and named himself Thomas. And, I and in hand. doing that, he changed who he was, so Wolf lost track of him. He was no longer he, a demon. He disappeared. Wolf could never find him. Yeah. Also, part of the deal was uh, uh, I cannot kill him as soon as he turns human. Uh, yeah. We, we, like, the only clause on that was if he starts fucking up again. Yeah. So, uh, he effectively leaves. Yeah. Veet comes back. I gave him money and changed clothes as well. Yeah. Well, he was Veet naked. comes back. Veet explains what happens. No. People cannot... Oh, that's right. You, you didn't explain. You just came back and said, you fixed it. You dealt with it. The problem's yeah. over. I told everyone that he was gone. So The what, demon Jarrells was gone. What ends up... the truth. Yes. What ends up happening... Is freaking one of the biggest mistakes of Veet's Wolf life. goes to the forest, kills himself, headbutts an axe, which Veet had turned to the bottle that night because, in the process of losing his soul, he lost what it took to be a cleric. He essentially got demoted to a fighter. Yeah. So you lost your. Cl- I lost everything. Yeah. Uh, which really sucks because the following day I was going to check on Wolf, but Veet needed that night. Unfortunately, Wolf yeah. headbutted his axe that night. Yeah, Wolf killed himself. Uh, so we go back to the Lost. We start rebuilding. You know, Wolf is gone. We meet a new char- We meet new characters. Yep. And uh, we're kicked up. Sorry. Hashtag Yellow gets credit for getting rid of the demon because everyone, quote-unquote, saw Roland Which there. Which Veet's furious about. Some of the people, like some of the guards, had an idea that it was actually us, but essentially popularity won out. Roland more or less got Yeah, hashtag Yellow, we're heroes. And as far as Rickert was concerned, that's fine. Because what is our slogan? Our slogan now? The greatest heroes you've never heard of. And I love it. Honestly, it is pretty great, though. So we, we tell Delilah. Delilah's heartbroken. We have 60 days of downtime. We do all kinds of stuff. New characters show up. Uh, Peyton's playing an edgelord named Weeb. Yep. Which... Who is a... Veet had also made a promise to uh, cure and fix Delilah. Yeah. So he still has to fix Delilah. Yep. Uh, but Weeb is, quote-unquote, an edgelord. His full name is Neckabeardrin Weebelin. Uh, he is a fighter samurai. Uh, yeah. He has he has a big hat. He has a like, trench coat. He looks and he's a high elf. Yeah, I believe. No, not a high. No, elf. he's a that new elf. The, a a, pa- a pallid elf. Pallid elf. That's yeah. right. So he's very weeb. Uh, we also run into a few other characters uh, that aren't super relevant to the story. Mm-hmm. So we decide to go to town, uh, and in town we're told, "Hey, we need to go secure the fort." We go secure the fort. We kill a bunch of orcs they're starving we we need a new character that we mm-hmm. save who's a player character because we added more people to the group as, yeah. the, as time went on yeah uh, we get to the tower the tower was Jarell's tower it had demonic orbs yeah we we stop the tower we take the demonic orbs mm-hmm. um things happen to the demonic orbs we won't get into that and then Vite, even though he isn't a cleric anymore is like hey we need to go stop this 
undead prop, this plague, yep. in the north. Because that's the last thing my god told me to do. Yeah, and it was. And there was a debate going, I mean, you're not a cleric anymore, we don't have to, but you know, you're committed, so we decided Absolutely. to. It was part of my faith. Even though I didn't have that connection anymore, I still was going to follow my god's rules. And after much debating, finally convinced the group to do so. Yes, and it was cold, and we, we bought like compartmentalized armor, which is... It was effectively leather armor, but it had specifics that we can clean it because this plague is like an actual fucking plague. Yeah. It kills people in days. Yeah. Like bubonic plague level stuff. So as we leave, we we do we do a little travel on the road. Mm-hmm. We we escort some turtles. Yeah. Uh, that was a fun little side thing. We do all kinds of stuff mm-hmm. on our way to do this thing. So but we get into a fight with assassins. Yep. We get into a combat. The combat is going pretty well. There were like what five, five or six assassins. Yeah, like one one for each of us, maybe one more than us. So and they were they were decently hardy. The fight was going well. They are called the Silent Hand. Yep. They were assassins specifically sent to kill V. Because Veet, at this time, is a lore visor. Do you mm. want to explain what a lore visor is? So, there are only three lore visors in the, uh, that continent at that time. Essentially, they're high-ranking priests of the church. Typically, they've got a bunch of bodyguards and whatnot. And uh, Veet's specialty, in particular, was, well... Demon! <laughs> absolutely, it was. Because he had nat 20 literally everything. Yeah. With a couple of cool perks, like any religion check, uh, I now had advantage on, things like that. Yeah, you had, you had some bullshit to go with your bullshit title. Yeah, absolutely. And so, you were effectively one of the highest ranking members of the church at the yeah. time. So, we're fighting these assassins. Veet goes down. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rickert was also downed. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they pick Rickert up. Tried to negotiate with this guy who effectively had V in his hands with a dagger up his throat. You'd already failed one death save. Yep. So we tried to negotiate. Negotiations failed. Mm-hmm. We tried to do some clever spell work, as it were. I tried Dissonant Whispers, which, you know, reads, uh, you know, they fail, they take damage, and they have to use their movement to get as far away from me as possible. Yep. Uh, however, the circumstances of the situation, they did not run away. They succeeded. Yeah. And they, they killed you. Yes, they did. Butchered on the side of the road by common assassins. They weren't common. You're right. And that effectively ended the story of V because you yep. could not be revived. Because I had no soul. You had no soul. There was no saving me. Yep. And yep. we had no other healers. That too. But even if, even if we like took my body back to a, a better cleric or anything like that, one who could cast higher level magics to bring me back, there was no bringing me back because yep. my soul was... Uh, Fixing the, our previous problem with Jarrell's. Yeah. And so, we'll cover what happens after as well. Mm-hmm. You're dead, side of the ditch. Mm-hmm. Did you do you think that is how you would go? No, that is not how I thought I would go. I, I honestly assumed I was going to die in the plague. Like, yeah, I genuinely thought we'd at least get to that continent. The, I'd pro- one of us, at least, was going to get sick. I just kind of had the assumption it was going to be beat. And either we were going to find the solution, cure it, and get over it, or uh, Veet was going to die in the process of that that quest, that holy quest. So, almost immediately after you had died, Rickert does sending to the king of the continent, which is called King Midas. Yep. Um, you know, he doesn't get to the king because the king's a busy guy. He gets to yep. one of his attendants. You know, we'll inform the king, go to the nearest town. We go to the nearest town. 
we secure uh, gentle repose for your body and then a flight back. Yep. And we have this large funeral for you. Everyone attends. The king attends. Yeah. Uh, members other... of the royal council attend. The other lore visors. Mm -hmm. Your uh, your ex-wife. Yeah. That, well, that one was out of left field. I was not expecting to see her there. Everyone, everyone gave a speech and mm -hmm. if if I may be a little, uh, you know, pompous, I'd say mine was the best. Yeah. <laughs> Knowing beat the best, yeah. Yeah. Um, and that also has implications on Rickard and Rickard's mm. things afterwards. Yes. But that is, again, that's another conversation. <laughs> yeah. So I guess before we end this, what are your, uh, what are your thoughts on the, the journey, the adventure of Veet, the character, just any, any last thoughts? 10 out of 10, I would do it again. I, definitely 1v1 and won, won that fight against that demon that solved the problem I took care of it you didn't fight him you him gave him everything he wanted he gave me what I wanted you were voted out as guild leader that's okay I, I had other problems to work on I was no longer a cleric I had to refine myself as a person and instead wound up being butchered on the side of the, the uh, road anyway <laughs> 10 out of 10 would have done everything again absolutely is there anything you would have done differently i mean would have spoken to wolf uh after after i beat the demon okay. would, i would have talked to him and just made sure he was okay he would have definitely checked on him like tried to uh, uh just be there as a shoulder for him wolf got cucked a lot specifically by you yes You ever think how things might have changed had you been there every session or we played only every Absolutely. other week? Uh, v would have been there a lot more often with lore and information that may or may not have been important to the group. Because he, he tried to be open about most things, but there were certain tidbits that were left out. which Probably would have saved Rocksteady. Yeah, absolutely would have Which saved would have fundamentally changed certain things of the campaign. Yeah. Your other character would not have been uh, kidnapped and murdered by Tark. No. And then I wouldn't have made Rickert, which came with its own problems for the company. Yeah. It, yeah. It was, it, it was, was a hell of a ride. And yes, I, w I will have to say, as far as Rickert is concerned, V was probably his best friend. Mm -hmm. Because well, he was the only one Rickert could go to about his issues. Yep. Because Wolf was a fucking fanatic. Yeah, he was. Couldn't trust him. And everybody else kept dying or leaving. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Which, that group was very unfortunately, good. became a recurring theme for Rickard, which kind of pushed him down the path he went. Unfortunately. Because anytime he made a friend, spoiler, they either died or left. So he stopped making friends. Didn't you and know? And started summoning friends. Yeah. Uh, started demons, by the way. He summoned demons. Bonding with friends. Exactly. On a, they uh, can never leave. Level? Well, they can never leave. They're, they are permanently my friends. They're, they're part of your body now. Yeah. Yeah. You're a schizophrenic with uh, extra steps. <laughs> but. Yeah, it was a hell of a ride. What do you think V would have accomplished had he been alive to the end? Uh, well, first, he definitely would have done everything in his power for that, that holy flag. Or the holy quest of that flag. Uh, he was even though he was no longer a cleric, he was still a lore visor of the church. So he, reality speaking, without knowing what uh, our DMs included us in now, he would have just kept trying to do the right thing by his god. Would have just kept 
either trying his best to save people or send people off. He uh, would have kept purging demons, that's for damn sure. He probably would have kept trying to help Rickert, too. Would have helped Rickert. Because that would have that would have had again, yeah. big implications. Eventually, making some form of talisman or something that would have stopped you from your night night terrors. Yep. He would have gotten a lot more in depth in the studies to save Delilah, which is nobody else cares about. Well, nobody else knew. Veet never told anyone else. Didn't he? Well, he told Rickert. Yeah, but Rickert's on a path that doesn't care about her. No, Rickert. Rickert's on a very self destructive path. Yeah. Because he lost what effectively was his conscience when yep. he died. Mm-hmm. It's. It would have been interesting to see the, the rest of what he could have accomplished. Yeah. You think but you'll ever play a cleric again? Absolutely. Yeah? Probably another gra- grave cleric, honestly. Yeah, another descendant. Might be. God. Might be. Well, I'm Gabe. This is my good friend Logan. That was Veet Iron Fist, mm-hmm. cleric of Kalemvor. And this has been RPG Talk.